When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, time for sports, another but sports with Ken Sterling, our special guest today, assistant coach at UCLA, the great Michael Lewis. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing well, Ken. How are you? I could not be better. Hey, let's talk about UCLA basketball, and then we'll bring you back to Indiana a little bit. But last year, you guys were really young, 12 and 6 in the Pac-12. You guys, for a first-year program, really under Mick, and with you out there, you guys had a hell of a lot of success. Well, it, it, we finished the season really strong. Um, things were a little rocky early. Uh, I think, you know, a combination of um, new coaching staff, new way of doing things, uh, young kids. Um, and then you got to give them a lot of credit. I think they, they grew as the season went on. Um, Mick was fantastic as far as, um, you know, he, he, he never got away from how he wanted to play or what his expectations were. Um, and the guys grew into roles. They got better. And, um, you know, we played for a conference championship on the last day of the regular season, which, you know, I think in the, in the first year of a, of a new coaching staff, there was a, a lot of positives. There's a lot of excitement for the future. Um, and there's, there's not many better places to be in college basketball than UCLA. What was the key for you guys getting that switch flipped? Uh, just, I, I, honestly, I think it was a combination of, like I said, Mick, um, not compromising, you know, not – not uh, giving in to try to win a game or two here. Just, you know, hey, this is, these are our standards. This is how we want to play. This is how we're going to play. Um, and those guys on our team, instead of um, taking off and, and quitting or pouting or, you know, all the things that you see today, um, they just buckled in and, and competed. Um, had, had a little bit of success. It started snowballing, um, and they really grew, I think, as players, obviously, and um, as, as people as well. And it was, it was really fun to be a part of, and we were playing some really good basketball there down the stretch. You know, as you were saying that, both times when you were saying he stuck to his guns, I kept thinking it because I just watched it over the weekend. I kept thinking of Hoosiers and Norman Dale, yeah. you know, stick, stick it with the four passes and trying to get those guys – to run his stuff instead of just jack it up. So let me ask you about the movie Hoosiers. Did that 
did that resonate with you? I mean, that's a Southern Indiana movie, and and there you are in Southern Indiana, Jasper. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, watching the movie as a kid at the at the Astra Theater on the square uh, there in Jasper, and um, so yeah, I remember I remember going and watching it. I remember, um, I think it's the regional. Uh, they they flashed Jasper on the on the big screen, and it wasn't wasn't our gym or our old gym, um, but um, the place went nuts. I mean, it was, it was cool. Like when you grow up in, in, um, in that area, um, and for a movie like that, and just with, with what basketball means to not only that area, but the whole state, um, and then to grow up and play high school basketball there, um, you know, there's, there's not many better places to play high school sports than in the state of Indiana. And especially the Southern part of the state, I thought they got it exactly right. I went to high school at New Albany and we used to have to come down and, and play Jasper that was a uh, that was inhospitable. That was a hostile environment, uh, a more hostile environment, I think, than we faced anywhere else uh, that we went to. Yeah, the, Jasper's always been known um, for their community support of their of their high school athletics. Um, it, was, it was a great place to grow up, great place to go to high school, um, and a great place to play athletics because of the support. Uh, it means something. It's it's um, it's still got a small town feel. Uh, they back it. Um, and like, like I said, it's just, it was a, it'll always be home to me. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was just a, a really fun, fun time uh, of my life and, and um, to represent a community like that. And I hope um, I'm still representing them in a way that, that they'd be proud of. Let me go back to Mick for a minute because he'd been an assistant at, at a few places is your enjoyment of the job as an assistant coach almost entirely based upon your relationship with the head coach? Working for Mick um, is like the other really successful guys I've worked for. Like he, uh, he gives you ownership. He, um, you know, gives you an outline of how he wants to go about things, what he expects of you. And then he lets you work. You know, he really empowers you as an assistant coach and, and, um, you know, when you work for somebody like that, you want to you want to do well and, and achieve. And and I've learned a lot here in, in one year. What's different about UCLA? I mean, the heritage has got to be so thick there that you can almost taste it. Well, the weather, I mean, the weather. <laughs> um, no, UCLA is a unique place. I think when you talk college basketball and the Blue Bloods, you, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Duke and Carolina and Kansas and Kentucky and UCLA. And, um, you know, what, what our job is right now is, is to continue to build this program uh, and try to replicate um, the success that they've had uh, in the past. You know, their last national championships coming in 95, uh, but they had three consecutive Final Four appearances in the mid to late 2000s. Um, and UCLA is an a unbelievable uh, university as far as academics. Uh, obviously, the location, the weather, the athletics, the the success that they've had across not just basketball but all sports. It's a unique place in the fact that it it attracts a high level person, uh, whether it's a student or an athlete. And and um, it's up to us right now to take advantage of of everything that it has to offer. And I think it's an exciting time. I think we sh- we showed as a coaching staff and as a basketball program um, how quickly you can make change at a place like UCLA. Like it's not a uh, three, four, five-year rebuild. Um, you know, when, when we got this job, um, nobody left. Um, Mick didn't run anybody off. Uh, he said, these are UCLA guys. They're UCLA players. They're our players. 
Um, and it's our job as coaches, if we're worth anything, to figure out a way to win with them. And it took us a little bit. Um, and there were some struggles um, by the players and by, by us as a staff trying to figure it out. Um, but Mick figured it out. And, and like we said, we were playing some real good basketball there down the stretch. What's the key? Is it like we just have we have to own Southern California recruiting? What's the thing that flips you guys from 12 and 6 into the big in the Pac-12 to being a national championship contender? Well, I, I, I mean, players play, right? I mean, I think that's the the lifeblood of of any of any program. Um, I think I think at UCLA, uh, you're going to attract the best of the best, um, and you have to be careful in making sure while you're getting the best of the best or chasing the best of the best, um, that you're also getting the type of people that fit your program and what you want your program to be about. Um, you know, the, the talent is, is hugely important, but, but nothing uh, outranks character. And so I think, you know, looking and finding that combination uh, is very important. And fortunately, um, UCLA attracts those high-level people. Is it harder these days to get kids to embrace the notion of battling through adversity than it used to be? Or like when you were at IU, is it tougher today for kids to kind of understand what that, how meaningful that is? Uh, I, th- I think so. If, um, I think each, each kid is different, but I, I do think so because I think a lot of times um, in, in college athletics today, you're getting a, an individual that is away from home, away from uh, a parental figure um, for the first time. And it's kind of when they start to begin to form their own thoughts and ideas of how the world works, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and also, I think when they get to us, um, especially at a high-level program and things don't work right away, it's the first time that they've really ever had to deal with adversity uh, where it just smacks them in the face and there's nobody there to, to blame. Like you, you can't, well, it's the coach's fault or the teacher's fault or the little league coach's fault or your buddy's fault. Like it's squarely on you and that's okay. That's, and I think that's the problem. It's the first time that they're dealing with that. Um, and it's okay. We all going to make mistakes, you know, but you, you know, you've got to be held accountable by uh, a higher figure and you as an individual have to hold yourself accountable yeah. uh, and, and grow through those things. And so it's a touchy time because I think it's the first time that there, some of these guys, not all, but some of them are dealing with those, those emotions, those feelings, and they're not equipped with how to handle it. And it's our job to help them through that. How do you deal with the kid? Because at your level, at the UCLA level or at the Michigan State level, the Indiana level, kids go to that program and they think, okay, this is a step toward me going to the NBA. And, and that's all well and good, but you want them to play really good basketball when you've got them. How do you get them to either separate those two or focus on the one knowing that it's going to get them the other? I think you just pour yourself into them and try to help them achieve their dreams. I think that's one of the coolest things about being a, being a coach. Like, hey, there's no guarantee that, that this is going to happen. You know, you, you've got the dream. There's 12 other guys on this roster that have the dream. You know, there's – thousands of college basketball players across the country that have that same dream. Okay. We're going to do everything we can to help you. You've got, you've got to pour it in as well. Like it doesn't, you, you don't just flip a switch and it, and it happens. Um, you know, you've got to be able to, if you want to be a pro, are you working like a pro? Are you, you acting like a pro? Are you doing all the things that it takes to become a pro? 
and, you know, and, and to portray yourself in that way. And you, you're talking about I, what I think the statistics are, are uh, well, 1% of high school players play division one basketball and 1% of the division one basketball players play professionally. Like you're talking about the elite of the elite. And while you're chasing those dreams and doing everything you can to, to achieve those dreams, if you don't make it, it's okay. Like you're not a failure. You're not a bad person. Um, and a degree from UCLA is not a, not a bad fallback plan, but we, like I said, this place attracts elite people and whether it's, it's in business or in medicine or in athletics, um, these guys are coming to UCLA to, to chase a dream and, and, um, we, we've got to help them achieve that and also integrate them into a, to a team mindset. On social media, about every three weeks, I see a video of you with Bob Knight and where you're, you're yelling back at him, and it's impossible to avoid. It, it, do you ever get tired of seeing that, explaining it? And do you have kids there who are like, damn, Coach Lewis, like, <laughs> we treat you like this? Well, the, the, the problem with Google is, is when you search things and that's the first thing that pops up, that's what they see. Um, but no, I, you know, I think, you know, obviously there's a backstory to everything. Um, I, I like, um, especially when coming into a new program, uh, when, when a, a player asked me about that, um, telling the story and explaining the story um, and explaining the relationship um, and all those things. And I think you can really turn it, um, into something really positive when you get to talking about everything that went into it, uh, everything that, you know, grew afterward, um, and just how it was handled by, by coach and, and by myself. And, um, it's a, it's a, it's a good talking point, uh, yeah. you know, for some individuals, but, you know, like, yeah, you, uh, you, you play at a place for four years and, and you get, you're remembered for two things. I guess the good thing is you're remembered, but you're remembered for, for that that clip and then um, the inbounds play throwing it off uh, another guy's face. So those are the two things. But, uh, <laughs> I, I guess I wish I would have been a better player where I could have been remembered for something more than that. Well, you left there like the all-time assist leader, didn't you? I mean, it wasn't just – it wasn't all like, you know, bashing a guy's <laughs> nose and, and screaming at your coach. There was some other stuff that happened there that was pretty damn good. Well, I, I played with some really good players. So And, and I was um, – I was coachable. I was coachable. So I, I, uh, I was, I was told very early in my career. Um, it's a good story. I've told it before and I think it's great. I use it in, in recruiting at times and think about how it would be taken, um, from a 2020 player. Um, but, but, uh, my first or second practice at Indiana coach Knight called me aside and, and, uh, you couldn't do the summer, you know, workouts and all that stuff that you're allowed to do now. And, um, you know, he said, you know, he said, Mike, you want to play a lot or you want to play a little? And, you know, I'm a freshman in Indiana. Like, I'm from Indiana. Like, you know, I'm chomping at the bit. Like, yeah, coach, I want to play a lot. And uh, he says, well, when then quit shooting the ball. You know, I, he goes, I've got other guys on this team that can score. I need somebody that can, can uh, you know, run the team, lead the team, get us into offense, get the ball where it needs to go on time, on target, um, and be a leader. And if you can do that, you'll, you'll play as much as you can, uh, much as you want for four years. Uh, but if you want to shoot the ball, then you can sit next to me. And so um, it was a different mindset for me as a player, quite honestly. Like, I, I mean, I shot the ball every time I touched it basically in high school. Um, but it, it taught me uh, it taught me to be a complete player. And I think it started 
getting my wheels turning um, from wanting to be a coach because you can kind of see, um, you know, that relationship and, and how you can help somebody grow when I was seeing it firsthand. Excellent. Thank you so much, Coach. I really appreciate it. Be safe out there in California, and, and good luck with Mick and, and with the Bruins. Appreciate it, Kent. Thank you. The great Michael Lewis at Sports Another But Sports, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.